Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you'd like to read any of these stories for yourself. We have all the links there. Let's jump in with our first piece of the week. Trans and non-binary vets can now self-identify. The Hill reported that veterans can now identify as transgender or non-binary with the Department of Veterans Affairs, or VA. This will allow individuals to receive better care and to exercise their right to self-identify, said uh, VA leadership in announcing the change. The move is also needed given studies finding increased mental health and other challenges facing transgender veterans. So basically, this will allow um, their their providers to be able to note that as a risk factor and possibly offer them the services that they, they may be more likely to need. Additionally, the move would allow the VA to monitor patient experiences and outcomes across the system, um, which could be a really important source of data on trans and non-binary individuals. Next up, Senators Push to End Blood Ban. KARE 11 reported on a new push from 22 U.S. Senators to have the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, end the ban on sexual minority men from giving blood. Um, Currently, uh, there's a ban if if someone has had a same-sex male sexual partner within the last three months. It used to be a 12-month ban, and previously it was a lifelong ban. These rules started popping up in the early days of the HIV epidemic, um, in which sexual minority men as well as trans individuals were disproportionately uh, impacted. However, advocates say that these rules are outdated, they're not based on current science, they're unnecessary because blood donations are already tested for HIV, and also they're discriminatory and contribute to stigma against the LGBT community. The senator sent a letter to the FDA to make the request that the ban be dropped. And our next story explores why some students feel left out. Salt Lake City Tribune published an article exploring how LGBT students in Utah feel left out from school curricula. Beyond just talking about sexual health, which by law in Utah must be quote-unquote abstinence-based, many students said they do not see their lives, identities, and needs represented in the curricula in which they are learning. In addition to not receiving the health information they need to stay well, the exclusion of LGBT themes uh, contributes to isolation and stigma, they say, and there's a lot of research finding that that contributes to um, many health problems for youth. The article cites, for example, the Youth Behavior Risk Survey, which has found that. Um, So definitely uh, important for students to see themselves in the curricula. Another thing that the um, article explores is even for non-LGBT students, it's important to see other people's identities reflected as well. Um, So definitely an interesting and uh, an important topic for health. Now our next story, COVID's lingering impact on trans communities. Seattle Times reported on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on transgender populations. They note new data from the Census Bureau indicating that LGBT people are at increased risk for socioeconomic vulnerability as the pandemic continues, and that makes them less likely to be able to access housing, food, care, and other basic necessities. 
The article also discusses remaining gaps in data on trans health during the pandemic, such as gender identity data and actual COVID-19 case surveillance that would let us see exactly um, what the impact has been in terms of cases uh, and, and, for example, deaths among um, transgender individuals. Also, they discuss the challenge of undercounting trans people um, in a society in which trans identities are um, stigmatized. There's many trans folks who, even when they're asked about their, their identity um, in some kind of a, a survey, particularly from the government, they may not be self-identifying that way. And that also contributes to the big lack of data on the issue. And now some good news for our next story, Californians can test at home. LGBTQ Nation reported that a new law has gone into effect in California, making it the first state in the country to require insurers to pay for at-home HIV and STI testing kits. While a few te- uh, states have tests available from their public health departments or individual nonprofits that um, provide that as a service to ship them to people across the state, California is now the first state to include such tests under its uh, insurance requirements, just as it would be covered if you went into a doctor's office to get the test. Advocates say the news is particularly welcome during the COVID-19 pandemic, in which many HIV and STI providers have been redirected to work on COVID-19, and people um, have public health or or stigma-related fears in leaving the house and going to get tested. Um, But I think this is another example of uh, you know, a practice that's kind of picked up during the pandemic, but something that just makes sense um, to let people get tested whatever way is most convenient and safe for them. Uh, so really excited to see um, how this bill uh, pans out and to see if this is a trend that maybe picks up in other places. Finally, and relatedly for this week, HIV services for Latinx men during COVID. The Journal of the Association of Nurses of AIDS Care published a study of 20 sexual minority Latinx men exploring their access to HIV prevention and treatment during the COVID-19 pandemic. The participants reported new barriers like fear of contracting COVID-19 if they came in for services and confusion about what services were currently available, which I think is something that we all can relate to when we've tried to access uh, care during this time. They also noted some positive developments, though, um, like being able to use telehealth options to access care, which, again, I think relates directly to the story about California. Um, You know, if we can access doctor's visits at home, why can't we um, do things like an HIV test at home? The results suggest that the pandemic has definitely posed a barrier for many sexual mi- uh, minority Latinx men, but also there's the, the, the silver lining where there are some opportunities identified to improve things moving forward. Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to check out any of these stories for yourself, and please tune in again next week for another edition of our Roundup.